This is CliffCentral.com. Hello and welcome to The Bounce Show in 2018. Hope you had a great holiday. If you didn't and you're back at work already, well, onwards and upwards. Hey, nothing like progress can't sort out. So 2017 is done. We had so many great sporting moments with it. Uh, thanks for joining me last time around for the recap of that. And this year, well, we're going to go better, bigger, stronger. It's always the intention. And this year, I think it'll be a lot more of a reality. I learned so much about sport in the last, let's just say, three years. But last year in particular, I um, I went to some cool places. I met some interesting people. And I just discovered more and more about this whole platform of podcasting, social media. You know, it's an ever-evolving thing. And it's all about getting better sporting content out there, better content, more unique content, and more reason for you to listen, I guess, and to participate in such things. I know you have tremendous a tremendous amount of choices when it comes to getting your sporting content. And I really do appreciate you joining me here on cliffcentral.com or if you're going through my website, thebounce.ca.za or over my various social media channels. Really appreciate the support. And this year, I've got some really great things planned. To start the year, playing some vanilla phrase in the background. La Impeterios. I think I messed that up, but it's nice French music. Most French music videos just look like ice cream commercials. They're really great. Always with a retro feel. So today, we are going to get straight into why 2018 is going to be a great sporting year. I have done quite a bit of prep for this. So we're going to go month to month and just look at all the things that you should really know about and start planning for. As I say every year, you know, like sporting events shouldn't be mysteries to you. You should be able to plan your year around it. So whether you want to travel, whether you really want to do those things that, you know, they refer to as bucket list experiences and, you know, you've saved up some cash or you want to get some friends together. Or even if it's like an amazing bachelor party or whatever the occasion may be. Sporting travel is incredible. Or if you just want to like go on great golf tours with your friends, you can do it around some of the major championships or some of the local PGA or European tour events, or whatever where you are listening. So all comes down to good planning. As we are so early in January, here in the 4th of January, today's podcast is going to be all about the things to look out for. So even if you aren't going to travel, just to make sure that you know when it comes around to it, you can have friends around the house, make a big effort. And there are some massive sporting events this year. We've got, obviously, FIFA World Cup is the big highlight. Uh, whether you love the sport or indifferent towards it, it is probably the biggest thing in the entire world. I always forget if it's bigger than the Olympics or not, or second to the Olympics, whatever it is. There's so much interest and fanfare around it, so you can't help but be totally engrossed by it. There's also the Ryder Cup, which to me, obviously, as a golfer, goosebumps already. I'm so excited about this. It's going to happen in France, and uh, the Americans, well, they'll probably go into it as favorites. I know there'd be various hype from both sides around how this is going to be spun. But the Americans were pretty um, impressive last time around. The European teams on the way in. American team looks to be on the up and up. So there's that to look forward to. But always, there's the golfing majors, there's the tennis majors, there's so much rugby, so much football, so much cricket, and we're going to get all into it right now. But before we get into it, though, a couple of weeks back, I introduced you to a guy called Bob Manoray, and I uh, played some of his clips. He was the guy who does all the alternative commentary like this. Oh, 
Yeah. Evening, folks. We have a real barn burner going on here. 40 to nothing. The game is so bad they let a cat on the fucking field. Rolls out to the right side. Moore looking. Fires incomplete. Well, folks, we're getting breaking news. That's not a cat. Jay Cutler's just made an appearance. Look at that pussy. So Bob, with his many videos that he keeps churning out on Instagram and his YouTube channel, that kind of stuff, I, I got in contact with him and he has agreed to be a guest sometime, uh, well, I think it's in the next coming weeks. I just need to confirm a date where I can pre-record something with him. So there's going to be a whole bunch of really good interviews this year. I've already got a few people lined up from anywhere from like business and sport to creating great sporting content to guys like Bob who are doing incredibly funny things. I am so excited about 2018 and I'm really glad you can be a part of it. So let's get into the big things you need to know about sport in 2018 of course we are already into january which is the fourth now january is not the biggest month when it comes to sports and i'll be completely frank and open with you right about that right now the ashes are taking place england has already lost the ashes no surprise there and we're now into the fifth test the boxing day test last uh last month was pretty drab terrible pitch the icc even actually rated the pitch as being poor and it was always going to be a draw i think as cook got like 240 runs or something it was just boring 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 but right now ashes england versus uh australia fifth test the pink test i i actually couldn't care i couldn't care what happens here it's all about the fact that england has now lost the ashes again and uh well the important thing here is that india are finally playing away from home now, they are the number one test team in the world, in the world of cricket, so they play at home a hell of a lot. But don't let this narrative kind of really cloud your judgment towards this. Prior to becoming the world's best team and playing a lot of home series, India were on the road just as much as they are at home right now. And you know, I'll be the first to admit that Indian cricket, the BCCI, all that kind of stuff, they have way too much power in the game. And whether they believe it's justifiable or not, I think it's mostly bollocks because things should be more fair because ultimately... The things that matter most in sport are the spectators, are the fans. You take that away, there's never sport. And nobody wants to keep seeing toning wickets in India. It's just bullshit after a while. So the ICC need to get more balance in their fixtures, and I think we'll see it now with India hitting the road more. But now, with all this confidence that the Indian team has got, and they've played a bunch of cricket. They've played more cricket than probably any other nation. I'm sure the stats will back this up. Will Virat Kohli and his team that's been so experienced in recent times of scoring centuries and taking wickets and winning test matches, will they be able to translate that into success and harder and faster pitches? Well, Friday the 5th of January, that is of tomorrow, they get that chance to kind of show that. They're taking on SA in a three-test series. The test will be played on the 5th of January, the 13th of January, and the 24th of January. So the 5th is in Cape Town, which will probably be a, a test wicket more conducive to their players. won't quite be as hard and fast. But then it's basically into the frying pan from there. 13th of century, and the ball will be whizzing around their face. 24th at the Wanderers, very much the same. So I'm massively excited about that. 5th to the 8th of Jan, you'll see the FA Cup third round. Now, the FA Cup is that Cinderella story where you can get the small teams playing against the big teams in English club football. And it's really exciting. It's it's always got some sort of great story. Everyone loves underdog. 5th to the 8th of Jan, FA Cup third round. The 9th to the 10th, we'll see the semis of the Carabao Cup. Now, the Carabao Cup is the League Cup. So right now, we've got Man City versus Bristol and Chelsea versus Arsenal. Chelsea versus Arsenal yesterday in the Premier League drew 2-2. So that match will be coming back in a cup competition. The second leg of the semis will take place on the 23rd and 24th of Jan. The big highlight for January is, of course, the Aussie Open Tennis. It is the first Grand Slam event of the year. And Katie Shikori and Andy Murray have already pulled out. Now, men's tennis, it's in a bit of a strange position right now because... The stars that were coming up, like Djokovic and Murray, and were becoming dominant, while injuries kind of derailed their recent form. Last year was a write-off for both of those stars. Then Federer and Adele came back to the fore. But the thing is, Federer, 
he's mid thirties. He has to manage his time. So he's not going to be firing all the time. He won the Aussie open last year. So he's defending champ this time around. He then won Wimbledon. But outside of that, he played very little tennis. Nadal, same thing. He won the French. The guy was just a killer after that when he played. He won the US open over Kevin Anderson, but he pulled out of the ATP world finals at the end because he just can't manage the workload. So injury is just dogging men's tennis right now. And the fact that Djokovic isn't hundred percent for the Aussie open either. He had a terrible injury. I think it was the elbow injury that uh, sidelined for almost, well, definitely the second half. He was pretty shithouse the rest of the year anyway when he was playing. He's going to see what his fitness is in the next two events that he's got in Australia right now. So from the men's draw, to have those players out, not great. The women's draw, well, Serena is back. She is the defending champion. That was the last thing she won before she went and became a mother. So at least women's tennis is going to be strengthened again. Because let's face it, women's tennis without Serena is very much like how golf was when Tiger went away. People were still interested. People were still caring about the tournaments. But... As any player will testify to, when you want to be the best in your sport, you want to beat the best. So when Tiger fell away with his various injuries and even his prime when he had that really bad leg injury, um, you know, it was almost like the wins weren't hollow, but you want to win. You want to beat the best. And all the women's tennis players, I'm sure that they, they like the fact they didn't have to face Serena, but they definitely wanted to beat her. So Aussie Open tennis, 15th to 18th. And that is a big, big draw card. The SA Open. That is probably South Africa's biggest tournament golfing wise outside of the Nedbank, um, golf tournament, which takes place in December, sorry, in November every year. Yes, the Open is a European tour event and is back at Glendower this year. Rory McIlroy was here last year, ended up losing to Graham Storm in a, in a playoff, unfortunately, but there's no real big stars from international sense playing the S Open, but from 11th to the 14th, all of SA's big stars, and it's a decent kind of genre right now, or sorry, decent kind of era right now in, in SA golf. There's some really great stars like Brandon Gray, Charles Waltz, Lewis Tazen, Brandon Stone, um, you know, there's some guys really coming through, Dylan Fratelli, Dean Burmaster. So if you're in the general Gauteng area at the north of South Africa here, you've got to come watch these guys. SA Open's going to be great. I'm going to be doing a little bit here and there around the tournament too, so I'm going to bring you some content from that. Otherwise, 26th to the 28th, the seven series gets back underway. That'll be in Australia, so the Aussie sevens. And you've got to think the Blitzbox will obviously be favorites going into that one, even though they were very disappointed by losing to New Zealand in the semis in the Cape Town sevens last month. In other golf news, the 25th to the 28th is the Dubai, sorry, the Dubai Desert Classic. You know, this is one of the most iconic events on the European tour. Played in Dubai. Uh, this is where Tiger fell down or kind of broke down last year. And we didn't see him again until this tournament at the end of the year. It's always a star-studded event. And when you look at it, when Danny Willett won this, he won the Masters. When Sergio Garcia won this, which is obviously last year, he won the Masters. So it'd be kind of cool if that sort of like tradition keeps going on. So all eyes on Dubai of 25th, 28th. And then finally, the big attraction for January is the FA Cup fourth round. So that'll be 27th to the 28th. That's January. It eases you back into the year. Nothing really huge happening. And it's always nice to do that. You know, you don't want just frenetic stuff right off the bat. You, your fear of missing out here is going to be huge. Into February and SA after beating them in the test series, I'm pretty confident they're going to do that. But even if they do beat India 3-0 in the test series, they still won't go to number one. Such is India's dominance in the test arena right now, result-wise. For obvious reasons. So February, we see on the fourth, so the first, the fourth, the seventh, the tenth, the thirteenth, the sixteenth, SA will play six ODIs versus India. I know this is like catching for cricket South Africa right now because when you play India and when you play England, uh, this is the big money stuff. Not so much crowd wise with India and Australia, but England's the big crowd one. India's the big TV one. So big money coming into SA cricket right now, which they need seeing as they pissed away so much money last year in that 
global T20 destination sensation something or other, which never happened. And then on the 18th, the 21st and 24th, SA will be taking on India in three T20 matches. So it's a really nice kind of end of, uh, summer for cricket when you consider that cricket South Africa, all they could really do or muster or contrive for the Boxing Day test was that two day horrible excuse of a test match against Zimbabwe. So at least there's some really big stuff happening in SA cricket at the beginning of the year. Uh, 3rd and the 4th of Feb, we'll see New Zealand 7th. So that this event's become a bit of a disappointment. Uh, it's got a lot to do with being able to drink beer in the stadium. Uh, unfortunately, people can't behave. And then, you know, there's a bit of a nanny state in New Zealand, much like Australia. So I think it's still being played at Wellington, although it's become such a non-event. And, uh yeah, Blitzbox will be... Obviously taking on New Zealand there. Hopefully New Zealand can only play with seven people on the field, not eight, as they've been known to do. And uh, that'll take place 3rd and 4th of February. Also happening on the 3rd of Feb is the start of the Six Nations. So we all know that England's been the team up there for the last couple of years. And Ireland, although they have kind of plateaued a bit after being so strong in the Six Nations, huge, huge tournament this year because you've got Scotland who are massively resurgent. Well, I say resurgent... They're kind of reaching new highs they never had before. They obviously hammered Australia. They took New Zealand pretty close last year, the end of season, end of, uh, end of your matches. So you've got three teams really vying for the tournament for, for the glory there. France have gone backwards, Italy or Italy. And then Wales, well, they beat the box, but I mean, that doesn't mean a hell of a lot right now. So I think the Six Nations is going to be hugely exciting because England know that they have to just keep building. If they have a bad 2018, their whole status of being able to contend against New Zealand going to 2019 World Cup, well, it's going to be very difficult to do that on the back of a pretty average 2018. So if they can get their injury problems in check, I think Eddie Jones knows that he's just mounting a big charge towards next year's World Cup. February the 4th, we'll see the Super Bowl, and with that, your social media feed will be just congested with adverts and halftime shows or whatever the other hell the Super Bowl is about. Yeah, look, you got to be an American to really care about the Super Bowl. You can't say you can just turn on and watch the New England Patriots or, I don't know, the 49ers or whatever it is. You know, you do get some diehard fans that like American sport, um, you know, and, and good for them. But it's about the ads. Then in February, the 9th to the 25th, we'll see the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Now, North Korea apparently are sending a team, uh, which is one of the stories of this. But the Winter Olympics is also about not having those dodgy Russians. Now, as you know, in Sochi, there was that state-funded doping campaign where basically there was like a glory hole of drugs being passed around. And uh, it was just so dodgy. So, so dodgy. But the Winter Olympics is fun. Basically, it's like... Well, when you really put it in basic terms, it's like the White Olympics because it's it's all done by people who are rich enough to go skiing in their holidays. Very, very few countries take part in the Winter Olympics compared to the Summer Olympics, obviously. And I always find it funny because you get to watch things like curling and tobogganing and um, just like weird shit, like women like skating around the countryside and then dropping and shooting stuff with rifles. And it's it's pretty old school, and it's such a strange, almost like ornate kind of sporting occasion. So that's ninth to twenty fifth of February. The thirteenth to the fourteenth of Feb sees a Champions League return. So now this is the last sixteen. Now to run you through who the teams are still involved in this. Obviously, this is where the Champions League becomes very interesting. It becomes a lot more strength versus strength. And uh, you do badly here, well, that's it, you're done, you finish. You don't go to the Europa League, all that kind of crap, you're just done. Or maybe you do, I don't know. Europa League's not important. But uh, to look at the first fixtures there, 13th, Basel will take on Man City, Juventus will take on Spurs, Wednesday the 14th, Real Madrid will take on PSG. That is the obviously the match of the whole tie. And then Porto will host 
Liverpool. On the 20th and the 21st, the rest of the teams in the last 16 will get it, uh, get into it. Bayern Munich will be hosting the Besiktas. Chelsea versus Barcelona, also a huge tie. Sevilla versus Man United and Shakhtar Donetsk versus Roma. So that'll be the last 16, the first legs there. 16th to 17th of February, we'll see the FA Cup fifth round. So this is kind of when, uh, yeah, this other team start, the small team start falling away a bit and we start seeing some proper stuff. And then 17th of February, we'll see the start of Super Rugby. Now, I know every year the general sentiment around this tournament is, well, who cares? Uh, there's too many teams. It's just become so weak, but, it does mean that it's the start of the rugby season, kind of, uh, if there are such things as seasons nowadays in sport. But that'll take place from the 17th of February. And this time around, the Stormers will be kicking off their, their campaign first. Normally, it starts, obviously, in New Zealand because, well, geographically, that's where time starts. And uh, Stormers versus the Jaguars. That'll be the first match of Super Rugby in the seven, uh in the 2018 year there'll be no cheaters of course there's no kings because they're playing in the pro 14 so it is a slightly more streamlined kind of format but again i i appreciate that you probably don't give a toss about this and if you do well it's because you're playing super brew or because you gamble yeah sad to think that the preeminent uh rugby franchise tournament in the world has kind of gone the way it has then on the 25th of feb new zealand will go to sorry england will go to new zealand for an odi series which will then become a test series so england are on the road a lot uh going into 2018 then march into the month of march and now things get a lot more interesting because we have the pro tiers now playing australia so the India versus the India SA test series is going to be amazing. They go into the white ball stuff after that. But what we really want to see as SA cricketing fans is test matches versus the Aussies. Now, the last time we saw this happen, SA was in Australia and they won the test series there 2-1. Now that test series had everything. It really did. I mean, like the, the first test in Perth and uh, when Dale Stain broke his shoulder and suddenly the S- SA team only had three bowlers. Bavuma's run out of Warner. Uh, Smith's LBW decision, even though he was like 10 meters down the pitch to Maharaj, that test match was so dramatic and it was just so fun from start to finish. And eventually the Proteas won that one. Second test in Hobart, it was kind of rain affected here and there, but the ball was swinging around and the Aussies could not bat for shit. And then the third test, well, the series was done and dusted. It was the pink ball test in Brisbane and, uh, it came into on that whole saga of mint gate and Fuff shining the ball with a mint. And then there was that whole thing about that journalist who was basically trolling the team and then he got shoulder charged by SA security like it was one big soap opera from start to finish Stephen Cook got a hundred in that third test but then he got dropped on his ass so now we get to take all of that drama and all the things that have happened since then with the teams going their separate ways SA versus Australia Australia generally always beat SA after losing to SA at home so this is going to be massively exciting first test on the 9th second test on the 22nd third test on the 30th wow of all the things that happening in 2018, this is in my top five. I can't wait to get on down and watch some great test cricket versus the Aussies. Other things to look out for in March. The seven uh, circuits obviously doing going great guns here. In the second to the fourth, the US sevens will take place in Las Vegas. The Blissbox always, always do that well there. And then March 10th to 11th will be the Canadian sevens. Uh, Canada is a sevens nation. They're definitely on the up and up. They actually won last year in Singapore. So that's going to be a good one to watch. First to the fourth is the Chuane Open golf-wise. So if you are looking for some local golf here in SA, the Chuane Open is still a European tour event. It's uh, it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it's a big event and it's one of those events that can really springboard the career of local performers. 
But the big golfers that time of year, sorry, in the beginning of March, all playing the WGC Mexico Championship. Now, I remember this time last year, Dustin Johnson was on that tear where he was just winning everything, absolutely everything. Became the world number one. Uh, he was just killing it like no other. So he suggested in a press conference he believes he can win upwards of eight tournaments this year. And if, if he could start the way he did last year, I can totally believe that. He just needs to stay, obviously, in first-floor accommodation to really kind of make it uh, make it stick. Then March 6th to 7th, we've got the Champions League last 16 second legs, which also take place on the 13th to the 14th. Then 9th to 18th of March, we've got the Winter Paralympics. That's always what happens in the Olympics. We get the the Winter Olympics is followed by the Paralympics, and the Summer Olympics is followed by the Paralympics in, the, in those codes as well. 17th to the 18th is the FA Cup quarterfinals, so things cup-wise are going to be progressing on there, all while Man City are obviously marching towards the league title. Then the Six Nations final round will take place on the 17th. So as I said, it's going to be, in my mind, a three-horse race. England, clear favorites there, but then when you've got Ireland and Scotland, and they're both looking pretty dangerous. What Ireland can, sorry, what Scotland can do, is, uh, that's the reason I'm watching the Six Nations this year. They look so promising towards a lot of stages last year. In fact, it was literally, I think the game against England the final match of the Six Nations last year, they took like 60 points. And everyone was like, well, maybe they're more flash in the pan. But they did pretty well after that. So they would have learned from a huge amount from last year's Six Nations in, you know, in taking such a hammering from England. But can England sustain that? Well, 17th of March, it could go down to the final round. I'm pretty sure it will. 22nd to the 26th, uh, New Zealand will be hosting England in a test series in cricket. And the first test will be a day-night match. 21st to 25th of March, we'll see the WGC Golf, the Dell match play. That's another thing Dustin Johnson won last year. It was a really great final. He took on John Rahm. And, uh, well, it's, it's just one of those tournaments where, you know, match play does bring the best out of people because they can go for the flags. They'd be a lot more cutthroat. Hugely excited about that. And then the Aussie F1. So the start of Formula One season starts March 25th. If you love the cars going round and round and the best marketing exercise in all of sport, 25th of March. That's where it all kicks off into April. Now, if you're not into the swing of things sports wise, April really does pull you in because Champions League quarterfinal first legs, 3 to the 4th of April. The 6th to the 8th, we've got the Hong Kong 7. So at this stage in the 7th series, we're definitely going to see who the teams are who are looking to vie for the ultimate title. And uh, this is an event that the Blitzbox just can't ever seem to do really well in. It seems to be their bogey tournament. The Fijians love it. Hong Kong 7, 6 to 8th. If you're looking for a great piss-up as well, well, outside of the Cape Town 7s, the Hong Kong 7s is pretty much the second best on the circuit. Then we've got the Commonwealth Games, the 4th to the 5th of April. It's going to take place in the Gold Coast in Australia. And for many people, the Commonwealth Games is, well, it's about as significant as your third dish towel, really, in the kitchen. Because after the Olympics, no one really cares a lot of this kind of stuff. I mean, athletics-wise, the IAAF, Diamond League, all that kind of stuff, you know, surpasses this. And Commonwealth Games is basically just, well, it doesn't have America. It doesn't have, like, the sort of really big, strong nations. So, yeah. Look, I like it to, like, when you watch it, you know, sporadically like that. So that's, if you enjoy that, 4th to the 5th of April. 5th to the 8th of April, this is where golf gets really serious. It is a tournament like no other. It is the Masters. And that will be at Augusta National as every single year. 5th to the 8th. Can, uh, Roy McIlroy finally get another major? Uh, this is the exciting thing about this series that there's so many great dynamics in golf right now. Tiger's going to be back. All being well, he will play the tournament and he will be in some sort of shape that he can be competitive. And as you know, Tiger's been so great to the Masters for so long. 
And even though people say, yeah, but you know, his long game, he's still going to leak it. If you can leak it, the Masters is fine because there's no rough. So if Tiger can putt and Tiger can stay healthy and in the mix, something magical may happen. It won't, but you know, it's nice to be able to say that again, that there is a chance. There's not, but it's just nice to be able to say things like this again. Extra features. Tiger always, as they say, you know, he raises the needle. Um, if I, it's such a, all these cliched sayings, you're going to hear it so much in April. So it's a really great thing to be going into the golfing season. Obviously, Justin Thomas finished so strong in 2017. You got like guys like uh, Dustin Johnson, who, you know, he's Dustin Johnson, still no world's number one. Jordan Spieth, he showed at the Masters, sorry, at the, at the Open that, uh, this guy's going to be an absolute Hall of Famer one day and maybe even the world number one by the end of the year. And Rory McIlroy, can he come back? Can he come back and really contend? Will Sergio even be a factor defending his title? I'm kind of going with no, but there's so many different dynamics. There's so many great storylines there. And of course, it's a Ryder Cup year. So there's always going to be the undercurrent of Europe versus SA at all these major tournaments and big golfing attractions. That same weekend will be the Bahrain F1. And then the 10th, 11th of April, we see the Champions League quarterfinal second leg. 15th of April with the Chinese F1. 21st to 22nd of April, we'll see the FA Cup semis, and then we've got the Champions League semis, 24th and 25th. 28th and 29th, we'll see the Singapore Sevens. As I said, Canada won that last time out. And then on the 29th, to wrap up the month of April, we get the Azerbaijan F1. This F1 circuit goes to basically all the major centers in the world, and their, their favorite centers are the new money places like Azerbaijan. That's where they just can't wait to sign that dotted line. Although Bernie doesn't get the money anymore. I think Bernie sold out. I don't know. He made more than enough, so he'll be fine. Right, from there, what do we have in the month of May? So this is when the start of the summer in the Northern Hemisphere, we start seeing a whole bunch of new events coming on and just, you know, the season's ending, big, big titles up for grabs. So it starts off Champions League semi-final second leg. So that'll be the first and the second of May. And the 4th of May sees the start of the big sort of cycling season. You know, in Europe, cycling is a huge sport. Those guys don't play cricket when the sun shines. They cycle. So if you like cycling, Giro d'Italia. And just to make it extra interesting, from the 4th until the 27th of May, the Giro d'Italia will start in Israel this year. Yeah, yeah, I told you many, many times, you can't trust cyclists. The big event on the PGA Tour. So, you know, like you look at the four majors in golf, the PGA Tour obviously doesn't own any of them. So back in the day, what they did was the, um, the PGA Tour actually built the, the Tournament Players Club, TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra. That is the, the home of the PGA, basically. And the Players' Championship has kind of obviously become known as the fifth major from there. And that'll be the 10th to the 13th. It's the strongest field in golf. It's it's a huge purse. It really is just, it is essentially a fifth major. And if you win that, it's, it's yeah, you're taking on the best in the world to do it. 11th to the 15th, we'll see an interesting time in cricket because Ireland will be playing their first test match and they'll be taking on Pakistan at a place called Malahide. So it's great to see these other smaller unions, sorry, other nations coming to the Test Cricket Arena. But I do believe there should be two tiers. Uh, I know that the only way you can get better in, in Test Cricket is by playing the best. But as Zimbabwe showed against SA over Boxing Day, it's just a waste of time for everybody. You know, these guys need to become more competitive in the longer formats of the game. And I think playing each other may be a better thing than just getting absolutely hammered by by stronger nations. Anyway, let's wait and see on that one. The PSL that will end on the twelfth of May. Vitz will be the defending champions, but they are so far they are the roots at the bottom of the table. So I really can't take South African football all that seriously. I mean can you imagine Man City winning the English Premier League and then finishing dead last the next year? I mean, it would never happen. Can you imagine Real Madrid or Barcelona winning La Liga and then basically getting relegated? I just 
it just seemed odd. Uh, so anyway, if you're into the PSL, 12th of May, you'll probably see Sundowns raising the trophy there. On the 13th of May, the Spanish F1 and the English Premier League ends. So that's almost a foregone conclusion. I know there's still, I think, uh, 17 matches to go in English Premier League, but Man City are like 15 points ahead. They're going to win that one, no doubt. On the 19th of May, the Nedbank Cup, Nedbank Cup final takes place along with the FA Cup final. Those are the two big cup competitions in SA and England, respectively. And then the 24th of May, we'll see the sort of big marquee golf event on the European tour. That's the BMW Championships at Wentworth. Always such a great event, that one. It's an iconic, beautiful golf course. And for European tour's sake, I really hope they can attract their big stars. As I said, ride a cup year. It'd be really great for them all to get together and just be in a tournament together because it's great for spectators and such a great golf course. They've had some issues with redesigns of late, but I think they've got it right now. And uh, it's going to be a great event, 24th, 27th of May. On the 24th, Pakistan will start a test series of cricket in England. Now, this always ends some controversy. I mean, there's been history here, hasn't there? There's been match-fixing claims. There's been all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, Pakistan, without a lot of their stars, which they haven't really replaced yet. I think they're going through that resurgent period. But you never know of Pakistan. They can suddenly pick a 17-year-old with floppy hair who will just take 7 for 28 and uh, really throw a yeah, spanner in the works. 24th of May, that's the test series will start. So it's the three test series. Then 26th of May will be the Champions League final. It will be played in Ukraine this year in Kiev. And uh, you got to think, like, this is the year that PSG finally comes through. Uh, Man City could be there in the final with them. Who really knows? It's just going to be so interesting that happens from every stage of the Champions League going forward from now. Because, well, the, in the round of 16, Real Madrid get PSG straight up. They could lose that one. PSG lost to Barcelona in the same way last time around. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And this is someone who doesn't really love football that much. 27th of May sees the Monaco F1, which is a great event for sport. It is, uh, well, it's just because of where it is. It's in Monaco where all the rich people are. And then also 27th of May, all the way through to the 10th of June, starts the French Open. French Open, well, what, Rafael Nadal, he's always the favorite. If he's fit, he'll probably win. And uh, all eyes on that one. And that is May. So with half of the year coming into June... Uh, second until the third of June, we'll see the English sevens. So the sevens will be played in England. At which stage, I'm kind of hoping the Blitzbox would have won it already, just like it did last year. And then on the eighth until the tenth will be the French sevens. Now France don't really care too much about this, but they've got one of these things. So, bit of an anticlimactic way to end it, I guess. Then in June, obviously Super Rugby takes a bit of a break because we go into the internationals. Australia will be hosting Ireland. New Zealand will be hosting France. But most importantly, the Springboks will be hosting England in a three-test series. So England probably won't have their strongest team. I mean, what happens in these junior internationals, obviously, is the end of the season for the Northern Hemisphere guys. The Southern Hemisphere guys kind of just start things up internationally-wise. So 9th, 6th, and 23rd, your test matches there will be in Johannesburg, Bloemfontein, and at Newlands and Cape Town, respectively. 9th, 16th, 23rd. It's going to be one hell of a amazing test series because even if the English team is kind of weakened I think it's going to be evenly matched if the box can somehow I mean it's going to be so interesting to see what kind of team they can put together after the first Super Rugby sort of uh, chunk takes place will Whiteley be the captain uh, will Itzabeth be the captain will um, Khaleesi be the captain so many question marks because again it was another substandard year biggest question though will Azzikutsia be the box coach sure you can't script this stuff. There's just so much that can happen. 14th to the 17th of June, we'll see the second um, 
major in the golfing year. That'll be the US Open. It'll be at Shinnecock Hills. It is one of those old, iconic venues. It really is. Shinnecock Hills. Richie Ferguson won the US Open there. Corey Pavin won the US Open there back in the day. I remember when I was growing up getting into golf, Shinnecock Hills just seemed like the, like the promised land, like the course of courses. And it'll return there. It's the 14th or 17th of June. 10th of June, see the Canadian F1. Uh, 14th June also sees the start of the FIFA World Cup. So this is going to be, like I said, probably the biggest event of the year. And uh, there's been a lot of hype around it. Of course, they had the Confed Cup there last year, which is basically all the sort of big teams uh, from the various nations or, uh, or continents around the world. They go play. It's like a dry run of how things are going to happen. It is taking place in Russia. Russia aren't so keen on homosexuality. Uh, they're not so keen on a couple of other things. So it could be quite a – what's the word? It's kind of edgy World Cup. Obviously, what happens is that FIFA have so much money and so much investment that they can't afford things to get out of hand. So they're obviously going to have a lot of security in place. And I'm guessing it will kind of go smoothly. I was at the last World Cup in Brazil, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. It is it is just like – it's just incredible. It's like a, it's a sporting event like nothing else. If you ever get the chance to go to it, of course, it was in South Africa in 2010, and many people who were you know, their sporting highlights their lives so far. So they'll be in Russia. 14th of June, it starts. And uh, just to go through the groups very quickly, Russia have been drawn with Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Portugal have been drawn with Spain, Morocco, and Iran as Group B. Uh, group C sees France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. Group C sees Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Group E's got Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Group F, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, Korea. That is the good Korea, the South Korea. Group G, Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. Group H, we'll see Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. And, uh, well, you know, going through the favorites, obviously it's, you, you are drawn to always think Brazil is a favorite going to World Cup. Germany are defending champions. France probably has the best squad, the best team. Uh, and well, you can never obviously consider England as a title contender because they are just basically the arsenal of international football. So don't look for too much out of them. But despite the fact, well, they've got Harry Kane, they've got other great players, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. So I think the teams that I mentioned are pretty much where it stops as far as expectations are concerned. And uh, of course, the host Russia, well, they'll go out as well because it's Russia. I mean, they're not a good football nation. They can fight better than anyone else when it comes to the football hooligans, but actual football players, yeah, so that'll go from the 14th of June all the way to the 15th of July. So from there, June sees the French Grand Prix. So technically, there's two French Grand Prix. There's Monaco and then the French French Grand Prix, 24th of June into July. And the F1 season continues with the Austrian F1 on the 1st of July. 2nd to the 15th of July, the tennis tournament that catches everyone's imagination and seems to be the most popular the world over. Unless you're a diehard uh, U.S. Open or Aussie Open or French Open fan, second to the fifteenth, we'll see the Wimbledon take place. Wimbledon's always great, and obviously Roger Federer is a huge, huge factor going into the tournament, and he'll manage himself, no doubt, to be primed for this tournament. If he can win this, this is like his year. It's everything to him. Will Murray be fit again to play this? Well, I'm sure the home fans will want to do so, but this hip injury that he's got, and as I mentioned, he's not going to be in the Aussie Open. It is a huge deal. This basically it's the same injury he's been out on the sidelines for months and months with and still going to 2018 has not got better the Tour de France the big big thing in cycling they'll take place on the 7th to the 29th of July the British Grand Prix will take place on the 8th of July if Hamilton will still be you know surging ahead in F1 well I don't think anybody will be surprised at this stage of the calendar and then as I said with the World Cup July 15th that, that'll be the big World Cup final now, obviously with it taking place in Russia very far to the east so it'll be very sort of late nights I'm guessing here well 
No, she won't. Oh, I've drawn drawn a blank here. They're about seven hours ahead, I think. Anyway, uh, kind of you know like when the World Cup was in Korea, kind of similar to that, I guess. Twenty uh, first of July, we'll see the Super Rugby playoffs. Now, Super Rugby playoffs are mostly trivial because in the first few weeks, you'll get teams that aren't very good playing against teams that are very good. But because of the geographical nature, anyway, it's the first couple of weeks. Don't worry. Just care about it when you get to the semi stage. That's all that really counts. Golf-wise, the Open Championship will go to Carnoustie, which is just down the road from St. Andrews, literally. Just down the road. 19th to the 22nd, Jordan Spieth will be defending his champion is uh, champion golfer of the year title. I always love that, the champion golfer of the year. It's not arrogant. It's just old. They were the first people to say it back in 18, however many. 22nd of Germany will, sorry, 22nd of July will see the German F1, which will be followed by the Hungarian F1. See F1 fans, you always give me stick by not giving you enough attention. I'm just every month. Here we go. 22nd, 29th, two back-to-back Grand Prix there. August, August will see England hosting India in a four-test series. So started off the show basically saying that, you know, January is a big deal because India will be away from home for the first time in so long. Well, the away streak continues because they'll go to England. Now, the last time I think India were in England, they got absolutely hammered. I mean, they really just, they lost interest. They were, I think they might even be hammered 5-0 five, the last time that it happened. So obviously England go to India, they don't fare so well, but the return is just dreadful. This is where James Anderson becomes very handy, gets a lot of wickets, becomes world number one bowler, and everyone says he's the greatest thing to ever string a uh, cricket ball. Test matches there from the 1st of August will be the first one, will be in Edgebaston. Then they go to Lords, then they go to Trent Bridge, and they finish off at Southampton. Very, very engaging test series that will be because there'll be huge amounts of drama. And again, if India can just keep having their, their best team at least play, and then we can see what they really are worth. You know, Will the spinners have any factor? Can they seem to step up and really put pressure on English batsmen? At the same time, you know, this English team's got quite a lot to prove under Joe Root. Sure, they did well against a really battle SA team, but they've looked very average in this uh, Ashes series. And this Aussie team also isn't like incredible. Take away Steve Smith. Uh, so, so. 4th of August, we'll see the Super Rugby final, which will be won by a New Zealand team. And then August 11th, the English Premier League starts. Yep, it's back already after the World Cup, English Premier League. Can Man City defend their title? Give me getting ahead of myself. 9th to the 12th of August, we'll see the PGA Championship, the fourth and final major, which we played in Belle Reve, Missouri. Justin Thomas will be the defending champion here, and if he can emulate his year of 2017, well, I'm going to say that's just not possible. The guy was so good in 2017. It would be almost impossible to get himself back to those heights, but there he will be, defending champion. 9th to 12th of August, PGA Champs. 26th of... Um, uh, sorry, 18th of August also sees the start of the rugby championship. So, of course, that's Argentina, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. They play rugby for a couple of months and then New Zealand picks the trophy up. That will happen again this year because, let's be honest, none of those other teams other than New Zealand have gone anywhere. So it'll start as usual, SA versus Argentina, first match rugby championships, and that will be in Durban. 26th of uh, August sees the Belgian F1. And then 27th to the 9th of September, so 27th August to 9th September, US Open Tennis. That'll be the final major of the tennis year. Massively exciting if you love tennis. Huh? By that stage, nobody actually cares about tennis, let's be frank. Like interest perks around the French Open, it's like maybe it's like a height around Wimbledon. And after that, it's like, yeah. September, the month of September sees the Italian F1 on the 2nd, the Singapore F1 on the 16th, but more importantly, it's a massive, massive, massive month of golf. 
Rugby Championship obviously will still take place in September. English Premier League will still take place in September. There'll be a lot of stuff in the background. But the big month of September is all around golf. The Tour Championship on the PGA Tour will take place on the 20th of September. So that is basically the end of the FedEx Cup. That's the big money events. Uh, all the big golfers will be there, and they'll be looking to obviously hit form going into the Ryder Cup. All the players are involved. So 28th until the 30th. This is one of the extreme highlights of the year. And even if you aren't the biggest golf fan, this is going to be so incredibly, incredibly competitive. The Americans haven't won in Europe for quite some time. It's uh, it's a bit of a dodgy record, actually. And uh, even though I think the the competitive nature is definitely back in this this tournament, uh, sorry, this the spectacle. I think you can call it, you can't really call it a tournament. But uh, Europe, I think, are waning of it. As I said at the start of the show. Anyway, they'll be 28th until the 30th at Le Golf National in Paris. So, you know, home team advantage is a big thing in the Ryder Cup. It really is. And you'll find that none of the Americans obviously have played in courses like this and in conditions like this. And even though golf is golf, you've got to hit a ball into a hole. So much more goes into it. And it'll be interesting to see what the U.S. guys are going to do in preparation because the linksy kind of layout uh, at Le Golf National. And, of course, the European Tour guys are, I mean, they know this course. They, they play on it in the European Tour. So how much prep the Americans can get in when you consider that the Tour Championships ends eight days before the Ryder Cup starts. That is a big factor. September the 30th sees the Russian F1 in Sochi. That is something that Russians still can do. Uh, they haven't tried drug testing in F1 just yet, mostly because, well, it doesn't really apply. October. The month of October will see the, well, the conclusion of the Rugby Championship. Generally, and again, this is not me being cynical. This is how things have gone over the last few years. That final match, it used to be such a big deal. I mean, at some stage, that it used to be it's a winner-take-all because the final match is always SA versus New Zealand. But at this stage, unfortunately, New Zealand normally won the tournament by that stage. But 6th of October will be the final match, SA versus New Zealand, and it'll be at Loftus Fersfeld. If you like your rugby on the abrasive nature, I suggest you go watch that one live. Japan F1 on October the 7th will then be followed by the USA uh, F1 on October the 21st, which will also see F1 go all the way into 28th of October in Mexico. Hopefully that will be still very competitive by this stage. I think this year when Hamilton finished like, I don't know, outside the top five and he won into Mexico, yeah, it just became very sort of boring. And then golf-wise, we got the sort of run into the end of the season after, obviously, you know, from after the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup, it's all pretty much downhill because that will be the, the pinnacle. But 25th, 28th of October, the WGC HSBC Championships that is always played in China. Justin Rose will be defending champion there. In November, uh, the ICC Women's World T20 World Cup. So that will be in the West Indies. Third until the 24th of November, the world's best cricketing women players. Right, that doesn't make any sense. The world's best women's cricket players will be in the West Indies. Three to 24th of November. Now, it's a massive month of rugby in November. So the, the box have already played, obviously in June. They're playing the three times. Third of November, they'll be taking them on again at Twickenham. So as you know, 2019 is the Rugby World Cup, I think 520 two days from right now is the Rugby World Cup in Japan. So England are one of the favorites along with New Zealand and essentially Ireland are the only ones that I believe could even come close to contending with those two. Well, that's what Clive Woodward, ex-English coach, has to say. So England are, they're really giving themselves a great run into this World Cup as far as playing the best. Well, traditional best. They're playing the Southern Hemisphere guys. They'll take on the box on the third. They'll take on New Zealand finally on the 10th. And then two weeks later, they'll take on Australia. All these matches at Twickenham, it makes for a fantastic month of rugby. Because since England had that unbeatable, well, 
they tied New Zealand's unbeaten world record of 18 test matches. They haven't come anywhere near New Zealand, so it's been very, very unfortunate this match has not taken place. Apparently, it's all got going down to money and how tickets uh, sales are shared at Twickenham between the best team in the world and England. Well, it's it's there. It's done. It's a fixture. 10th of November, England versus New Zealand. That will be probably, I hope, the rugby highlight of the year because, let's be honest, New Zealand will beat all the other people en route to that. And essentially, England will too. So this could be like the Battle of the Hemispheres, and I really hope it will get to that. 10th of November, hopefully two fully foot uh, teams. 8th till the 11th of November, we'll see the European Tour really kind of get towards its climax, and there'll be the Nedbank Golf um, at Sun City, which is always a major tournament for me, and Brandon Grace will be the defending champion there, followed by the DP World Champs, which is the official end of the European Tour season. So the whole race of Dubai, uh, the... Rolex series, uh, there's a whole bunch of things that all end up in Dubai for this final event, the 15th to 18th, the DP World Champs. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, of course, was the big winner last time round, winning the European Tour, and uh, Justin Rose took him all the way to the end. And John Rahm was also hugely, hugely impressive in winning the actual event. 12th to the 18th of November, we'll see the ATP Tennis Finals. So this is basically all the, I think it's the top eight in the world of men's tennis. They all come round again to London and... Uh, it's like the last big thing in tennis for the year. And then finally, the 25th of November will be the final event on the F1 circuit. It will take place in Abu Dhabi, and I hope it'll be a decider. All I can say, maybe it'll get more people watching F1. Maybe it'll get people caring about F1 more. And in December, well, you basically have a lucky packet of events that might get your attention. Probably not. There will be, obviously, your usual stuff that runs throughout years, throughout seasons. But when it comes down to it, it is definitely seen as the silly season of sport. That is 2018. I'm going to put this all into a blog post for you. If you couldn't sustain my voice for all of 46 minutes, I think it is. But thanks for joining me. First show of the year. 2018 is going to be a bigger and better one. It really will be. I've got some fantastic interviews lined up for you. But we're going to leave it here as the first intro. Sorry, the first episode of the year. Thanks so much for joining me. Catch me on Twitter at Follow the Bounce, Instagram, The Bounce, YouTube, also at Follow the Bounce, and uh, Cliff Central Mornings, cliffcentral.com on the Gareth Cliff Show, just after 6.30 a.m. South African time, where you'll get your daily sports updates from me. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to a great year. I'm massively excited to be back working already and um, always looking forward to bringing you more sports throughout the year. Catch you back next week. I'm going to play out with... Um, it, it really doesn't matter, basically. Thanks for joining me. This is CliffCentral.com.